You're listening to The Propel Podcast, a show to guide and inspire ambitious women to propel their income, influence, and impact online. My name is Ashley A. McNulty, and I'm sitting down to share what's worked well and not so well in the years I've been an online business builder and mentor. Each week, I'll bring you insights and practical tools alongside other impact-driven leaders that you can implement now to propel your online business today. So today I have a guest with me who I've been waiting on for a couple of months and just couldn't wait to get this one out there to you all. So today I have Rebecca Elfemia Beck. She has been in the space of network marketing, direct sales for years. I'll let you, you know, fill in the gaps there. Um, And I just love her story and her journey. She is honestly such an inspiration to me. And I just love how you so unapologetically rock this space. Like you just own it. You are the queen of it. You are the master of it. So today we're really going to be just having a really, you know, flow conversation around this industry and the stigma around it, around network marketing, MLMs, because we know that that's really something that's out there and affects some people's decisions on taking this chance on themselves and starting a business in in a business model like this. And then also talking about the difference in the space that we're in compared to like the traditional low ticket network marketing as well. And yeah, because like there are differences out there and you don't know what you don't know. So we're just going to have a little chat, but first, Beth, can you share, because this is, this is just so incredible to me, a bit of your journey, I guess, how you started in network marketing, how you've transitioned into this space. Thank you, Queen, for that beautiful introduction. Um, I always love experiencing how other people <laughs> see me, you know, it's always such a beautiful thing um, to receive that. So I am super honored to be here with you and have this conversation. I feel like we've had this conversation behind closed doors quite a lot. And I love that you're actually bringing it to the forefront so that people, you know, have access to these types of conversations because they're so important and they're, they're so, so powerful. So I'm always excited to talk about this industry. I've been in this industry for seven years now. I legit have not had a job in in six and a half years (laughs) and have been working for myself and traveling the world and making money online and, you know, running my own business uh, through this business model. And I think it's so misunderstood and there's so much... um, fear around it you know and I just see it as you know one of the the best things that's literally ever happened to my life you know and I I really love also educating people I think it's more about like education more than anything else right like like anything it's like you don't know what you don't know and kind of coming from more of an educational um standpoint so people can actually make up their own minds about like what actually suits their values their lifestyle their goals and like how they really want to live and I think this industry is not for everyone but god it's for a lot of people that really want to create freedom in their own business and you know work from home and make money online and unfortunately sometimes the stigma of it actually really like you said like holds people back so yeah and that's such a I love the word misunderstood 
And I think we'd be correct in assuming that it would be 90% of people like that stigma comes from, like you said, the uneducation and therefore it's just assumptions that they've made, made based on some sort of experience that they've obviously had with it that could have been negative. Yeah. And, and a lot of people have that experience, right? Like I know I've personally had that experience on the other side of it. Yeah, same. It's actually not a nice experience. Like it actually doesn't feel good. Um, so a little bit of kind of like background of me, you know, I started in this industry seven years ago and I started with, um, a health and wellness company, um, Isogenics, who I, you know, was with for four years and, um, I loved, I, I still use their products and, and that's really how I got involved in the industry. You know, I, um, I just started using the products because I was going on a holiday to Hawaii and I wanted to lose some weight. And my friend was like, oh, I just did this 30-day cleanse. It's really awesome. I was like, great, give it to me, right? And that is just the epitome of kind of like what traditional network marketing is. It's like, oh, I'm just going to tell you something that I love that worked for me and then you'll use it too. Mm-hmm. And so it was a really natural kind of thing. And, you know, um, my friend at the time had said, oh, you know, you can, you know, did the whole spiel of like, oh, you can share it with other people. You can make money. And I was, I was so against it. Like I, w- I was a travel agent at the time. So I've been a chef for 10 years. I was a travel agent for six. I was like right in the corporate world. I was, you know, making good money. I was on commission. I was doing sales because I love, I I love sales. And, you know, I was selling travel. I was selling something that I loved, making a really good income, but also, you know, pretty burnt out uh, working in an office, uh, hustling hard to, you know, make targets and, and keep up with, you know, the never ending sales kind of role. Um, and I was, I was one of those people that was like, no, I have a real job, you know, like, you know, like I have a real job, like, you know, I'm like a travel manager and, you know, I was quite high up and I was one of the top salespeople, you know, that, that whole, I think we're so programmed and conditioned to kind of be so, um, uh, swept up in like the titles of things and what success actually looks like. And we've kind of been given this template of like, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, if you're a doctor or a lawyer, like you're successful. If you're this or you're that, you're successful. And we have all these kind of different templates of classes of what success is and, and how to make money and, and all of this stuff. And, you know, so I was very much in that, you know, I was yeah. kind of like, I have a real job. Like and I, I think- don't want to sell this like crap out of the back of my car type thing, you know. <laughs> And I think we chase those like box ticking life things, this like standard conditioned way of living and achieving. We, we, a lot of us, I feel like chase that for self-validation. And I know that was definitely. Right. Like, it's like, oh, that's what we've been programmed and conditioned to be like, that's what makes you happy. It's like, oh, like you get a degree, you get a job, you make this much money, you, you know, you climb the ladder, you get this title, you get married, you have kids, you have a house. And all of a sudden you're like 70 and you're like, did I actually choose any of that? Or was I just on this path that was set out for me without actually consciously intentionally being like, is that how I want to live? Yeah. And for me, it was like so hard programmed into me from when I was a child, everyone would comment on how clever I was. And so it just became this thing that like we had to live up to that standard, which meant I had to do a really good university degree. And 
So you Since just kept getting validated. It's like that's yeah, yeah. I better stay in that box that people have labeled me with. And then after I had my daughter, I just hadn't gone back into doing my university. I'd done three out of four years of my teaching. I'd done law and accounting before that. Um, and it's only was at the start of this year that I finally cancelled it. I was like, actually, no, that is not for me. No, I'm not subscribing to that bullshit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but a big part of me still wanted to finish it to just be able to say that I finished it and I have a degree to be like, hey, Crazy, I have a degree. Yeah. yeah, I have a degree. And it's funny because I've actually never like, I have always been a bit of a rebel. Like I've always travelled, like I became a chef very very early on and I traveled the world being a chef and then you know I became a travel agent with no kind of um like degree or anything I just like learned on the job right and and I was traveling around and I you know my highest value was freedom and so I would like work make loads of money disappear and go and travel the world and live this free life but like it was always very short-lived because I would have to come home move back in with my mum broke and like start again right you know so it was kind of like I always had as well that like rebellious side of like I'm not I don't want to play by your rules like I actually want to be free like I, I had this yearning and deep desire to be free from the beginning you know but and so I was also then trying to fit into the boxes mm. of what it looked like while also trying to live this alternative lifestyle and it it clashed yeah it just continued to like you know clash so I um I had an amazing experience on the products I like lost 10 kilos I looked amazing I went to Hawaii everyone was like oh my god you look great what have you done and I was like oh I just did this you know I just did this nutrition cleanse so everyone was like oh my god I want it I want it and I was like yeah yeah it's great like not even realizing what I was actually doing which was building a business and making money and it kind of got to the point where I was like I said to my girlfriend one day like I'm getting paid all this money and she's like yeah like because you're telling people about it so like they they pay you to like share it with people and I was like like I was getting like thousands of dollars at, at this point like uh, like a week and I didn't really even realize what I was doing you know so it happened really organically for me and I think that's when I clicked of like oh I just like share something that I actually believe in and they're going to pay me for it and I'd been in sales for a long time so like I understood the concept but I didn't understand the business model and I had this kind of again I was just really uneducated about the industry and so I thought I was I was actually really tired of travel I was about to get out of the travel industry and open a restaurant because I was like I'm really sick of being in an office like this is not actually what I want to do for the rest of my life what's my actual true passion cooking food so I'm going to go open a restaurant again, the conditioning and the program being like, oh, I want freedom and I want to work for myself. So the only option that I knew was to actually go and start a traditional business. Have a quote unquote real business or real job. <laughs> yeah, real business or real job. So I had, God, I, I was going to open a Mexican restaurant. I had gone to Mexico to learn how to, you know, <laughs> Mexican food I had a business plan I was looking I was at that point where I was literally like get about to get a loan and looking at a space to open this restaurant I had menus I had like I had done the whole thing and I was realistically about to get into half a million dollars worth of debt I would not have been paying myself 
probably for the first five years, I wouldn't have been able to travel for at least the first three to five years. Like, and I would have been working like 80 hours a week, mm. you know, like that's actually the reality of what traditional business looks and like. And all the stress. Everything, paying staff, paying wages, paying rent, paying like, you know, all of the stuff before even paying yourself. And at this point I was actually making quite a bit of money, like in my network marketing business that I was not building, you know? And so I just thought I kind of, that's when I saw the vision and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to try this for six months just to see if I like it, because it's always something that I'm like, I need to be passionate about what I'm doing. Otherwise I'm not just, I can't just do stuff for the money. Right. Same. So that was like really important to me. And I thought if it doesn't work, I can just go back to this original plan of getting in a crap load of debt and basically signing my life away. And so I just actually intentionally put focus into learning the industry, being around the right people, like intentionally using my, you know, the skills that I had of like selling and just being super friggin' passionate about this incredible product that was like really helping people with their health. And I literally replaced my my corporate income in travel within six months. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. Like, instead of doing this other way, I'm like, I could travel. That for me was like, oh, I could travel while I'm making money instead of saving all of my money, not having a life and then going to travel and just spending it all. So that was just like, for me, that's when I, I fell in, in love with the industry, you know, and, and I was with um, Isogenics for four years. I created a six-figure income. I was, you know, one of the, the, the top leaders in, in, the, in the company. Um, I was living between San Diego and Sydney. Like I was really living that laptop freedom lifestyle. And it was something that I had really always wanted. And I was like, this industry is like the thing that actually allows that to be truly possible. So kind of once it got to about the four, the three year mark, to be honest, I actually really realized how much of a hustle it was. And there are a couple of things that really did feel a bit inauthentic to me in the way or that I was learning how to actually build a successful business. You know, when there's like things that just feel a bit icky, but you do them anyway, because kind of that's how it's done. And that's how you're being taught to do it. And I was so committed to my vision and helping other people. I just thought, well, that's what you have to do to get there. Yeah. Um, and I just got burnt out like the traditional, you know, I did all the in-home parties. I traveled all across Australia, all across America to go and share my product. I was a product of the product, you know, like I was so, there was so much stress on, you know, my own body being my business card and really having like everything that I did had to be in alignment with this health product, you know, and it just, started to feel a little kind of restrictive. And I think as I grew and as I started to dive more into my healing work and my spirituality and my growth and really stepping into a leader and really stepping into like women empowerment and and self-worth and all of the things that I really loved, it kind of started to feel a little bit of a disconnect because it kind of didn't really allow me to show all facets of myself as a multi-dimensional being 
you know, that wanted to kind of create success. So I would uh, love to just touch on that too quickly. I think that's such a big, big point and something that's been a major, I guess, theme in a couple of industries in my life. So I was a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And if you ate something that was unhealthy, I ate chocolate covered nuts once. And someone was like, oh my God, you're a personal trainer and you eat that. And I was like, no shit, I eat Maccas. Like, <laughs> but, but you felt so like, oh, that has to happen behind closed doors. And I really think that us human beings, all we want is to be unconditionally accepted. You know, we just want to be seen for who we are. And, and that just felt like so like you said, restrictive is like you're in this jail cell that you've created for yourself that like I can only be super fit and really healthy and I it's can't another be. Box, right? yeah. It's another box that you become part of and it doesn't empower authentic expression. It doesn't actually empower growth. Yeah. It, it doesn't actually empower you to grow as a human being and be okay and accepting of being a multifaceted person right and having different interests and and being able to change your mind and that was like the biggest thing I I kind of ended up feeling trapped again like I'm like I feel just as trapped as I did in my job and like that doesn't feel that doesn't feel good you know yeah and I understand like how serving like the fitness industries and like there's there's so much toxicness to it but um but that's a bit isn't actually very healthy no but it's kind of the same as like like um I guess the products you were promoting in a way and I was doing skincare and something that I realized that was really not in alignment for me because I was like oh it's so good I help people feel more confident in their skin like then I realized actually it's kind of really toxic because I'm pointing out people's flaws to sell them something and you think that you're coming from good intention and stuff and at first you are uneducationally doing so but then once you realize you're like fuck like I can't consciously stand behind doing that anymore because look at me I'm repping the no makeup the the acne like I'm just I just want to be me and I don't want you to point out my flaws if I'm 10 kilos heavier than I should be and have acne then so be it like I love that's the thing that I also saw a lot in the company people's businesses fluctuating based on their life, their weight, right? And then they would fluctuate and they would go, you know, they would get bigger and then all of a sudden they're doing a a shred or a cleanse and they would lose all the weight and then they had all the eyes on them again and their businesses would explode. And then when anything happened, like, so there's this wave of like validating this yo-yo mentality of being in perfect alignment with this so-called product that yeah and I hate people's appearance especially especially for females in the patriarchy but our worth is determined by our appearance and our feminine feminine like regimes and stuff and it's just it's so something that I'm doing the work around and building the language around and stuff currently but I love that I'm in a space where I get to do that. And if I want to share that message and have that voice and yeah, bit bit sidetracked, but I feel like that was a really important message. Yeah, I think it is because, you know, that's, that's why I basically gave up, you know, I gave up my income. I gave up my business. It's something that I had built for four years 
something that I loved, something that I, you know, where I felt like I had family and, and I, I gave that up because I knew that I wanted actually something different and something more. And it was out of alignment. And, and I was literally making myself sick by staying out of alignment because I didn't want to leave. I was like, oh, but I'm loyal to the company. I'm loyal to my team. I'm like loyal to all these things. Like, and I actually got really sick. I was in Bali. I got a parasite and I ended up, you know, getting really, really ill. That also then felt out of alignment because I was like sick promoting a health product. And so everything was very dependent on you having to be a certain way and being in your peak state of health all the time. Yes. And it felt exhausting. And so when I really started to understand like what building a personal brand was, and you being the face of your business, you being your business. So like your message and your essence and who you are and your growth and your voice and your vision now becomes the forefront of your business means that you can actually truly tap into the alignment of how you want to be, what you want to share, who you want to impact, how you want to inspire, you know, and that just creates like a lot of room for movement, a lot of room for growth, a lot of room for courage, a lot of you to really kind of step into that next level version of yourself um, because you get to kind of control the narrative as well, right? You get to control the narrative of, of who you want to be um, and you're basically essentially getting paid to actually be your authentic self. Whereas yeah. everything you were doing before is actually validating that you're getting paid to be a certain way and restrict yourself in certain things um, and only show, it's like only show parts of yourself. So you problematic. <laughs> like it really, really is, you know, um, it definitely was for me. So it was kind of like, it was a big decision like that I had to make. Um, not only like from that space, but also just like, yeah, I was making six figures, right? Like I was, you know, earning, having 10K months, but I was hustling hard. And to be honest, I wanted to make way more money than that. And I didn't want to work anymore. And I just couldn't see how that was going to be sustainable yeah. long-term um, because it's just not. That's that was a red reality. flag for me too when I was in the traditional low-ticket space. I signed up with this coach and was working with her and she worked with a lot of the very top like leaders in the company as well. And she said they all said the same thing. They're like, well, when do I get to actually relax and enjoy the fruits of my labour? I do ranks still every month like everybody else. I still have yep. to hustle every month to yep. not lose those ranks. Like, And I was like, whoa, this doesn't end? This this treadmill yeah. like, doesn't yeah. end? Like, oh, it's like three to five years and then you'll be pretty. <laughs> and it's like, actually, no, this is like legit forever. Like the residual income that you're talking about is banked on the work that you're doing and the constant buying of products that was also another thing that uh, that you know for me it was like the consumerism that a lot of uh these companies work from thrive oh, mate. i have that much skincare still under my cupboard it drives me yeah <laughs> yeah right so you're having to buy product every single month whether you want it or not and you're also in, you know encouraging other people to get product that maybe they they don't need or they don't want like and, and it's just the consumerism of it all the you know and we could go you know even further down the sustainability route with you know plastics and packaging and like everything like that um 
but the the I, I think when you get to a certain level, you know, like I think when you get to that leadership level, you've created a solid business, you're kind of a leader in the industry, you understand it, you you paid your dues, you've done the the hard yards. And I think then when you look at what the top leaders are doing and you realize that that's actually never going to end, this three to five year plan is like not actually a three to five year plan. For me, I was like, that actually doesn't align with the life that I want to live. It it doesn't feel good in me having to sacrifice, I think, like my health, my sanity, my mental health, all of that just to create another job for myself, essentially. So, you know, the high ticket sales was like a no brainer. I was like, instead of making $160 for a sale, I can now make $5,000 per sale. That makes sense to me. I was like, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. And then really just being able to step actually into um, who I was as myself and as a brand and really create a business that was going to allow me to like fully move into a more authentic expression of myself. Um, that was really, really important um, as well. So it was kind of like, you know, I went from basically making six figures a year to like having six figure months in my first year. It was, it was just madness. Like it, it was like everything that I had, you know, yeah, done and created and the foundations that I had set and the skill set that I had acquired. It was like, I actually didn't do anything differently apart from work less. Yeah. And I just stepped into this space where it was just like, I think I grew at such an exponential rate because I had the spaciousness and the ability to grow and be myself. So I grew as a human, which obviously grew me into a better leader, which grew me into, you know, a a better woman, a better um, mentor, a better coach, all of the things um, because I just got to kind of be me and I just had more spaciousness. um, And I I love that because I found so much more spaciousness in this space as well. Like before it just felt kind of suffocating having to be in that box. And it's that inner freedom that you get with that space as well. And that's, that to me is the most important thing. Um, And I mean, I kind of just want to shake off this energy because sometimes I just don't like talking about like all the cons about, you know, like it's an important message and and things that people are going to be facing. Um, And if, if not now they might, later or this might make them go oh I didn't like I might have had my rose colored glasses on and, and didn't quite see that at the point in my journey that I'm at and that's fine like you and I you both only, you can only be where you are at the time right and yeah you and I both had stages where we were fully in love with that and the company and the journey oh. and the products and we're like this is have, it yeah I used to have people reach out to me all the time trying to get me to join another company and I was like my flag is planted like I'm not going anywhere like yeah. <laughs> Like I honestly, and I truly believe that to the core of my soul. And I think that's the beautiful thing that we have to allow ourselves and give ourselves permission to change our mind when it feels right. Yeah, exactly. I remember listening to this um, and and his name is going to escape me. (laughs) Oh, I love him so much. He's got like these dreadlocks and he's very like, uh, he plays the piano. Anyway, he does this um, speech for a university. It's on YouTube. And he talks yep. about taking your opinions out the back and testing them with a cricket bat. Like, and that's something I'm 
such an advocate for is that it's okay to change your mind and in fact it's good because that means growth and we often think oh I don't want to contradict myself but that's the whole point of life like you aren't the same person as you were a year ago it's okay to contradict her Um, but let's bring some high vibe excitement I'm excited let's share yeah, like I guess we've started to touch on the change in this space um, and your initial experience in this, but how is this different? What are the, I guess, the big highlights for you and things that have come from it and and how long have you been doing this now? So I've been in this business for three years with this company um, and, yeah, like I can't even, it's kind of like my life is like night and day. It's actually quite interesting to even think about you know, I think about it's only been three years, but it's just been the best three years like of my life. And I think it's so important to remember that like on the other side of the courage and on the other side of like making the decision get, comes the, the, the good bit, right? It comes like with trusting yourself. And I think I really just had to like trust myself in knowing what was right for me. You know, I think sometimes we doubt ourselves so much and we look for so much outside influence. Um, And while it's really, really good to, you know, even get opinions from people that are where you are and get, you know, um, and talk to like really successful people, I just feel like no one actually truly knows what's going on for you at that time. And I think we really get to like honour, you know, we get to really honour and trust ourselves and just allow ourselves to, to be in that because I think without that we can't actually move into like I didn't even know that my vision was this big as it is now back then you know like it was like I didn't even realize what was coming I just knew that I wanted something more I knew that I wanted something different so it's kind of like it's such a beautiful thing when you just like trust yourself to move forward in the right direction because you just you can't even fathom where it's going to take you you know, like you can't even fathom how good it's actually going to be until you're in it. And then you look back. It's like a, it's like a connect the dots drawing, you know, it's kind of like you can't see it at the time. You just have to keep following the path and keep on going and, you know, living in your truth and, and, and doing the thing. And then you kind of look back and you're like, oh, wow, that's a picture. Like now I now I see what it is. And now I, I see where it was all going. Yeah. Now I see where it was all going, you know, and The thing that I love most about this business is, to be honest, my time freedom. Like I literally have my time back. I have time to grow and to develop and work with mentors and disappear into the jungle and sit with plant medicine if I want to and actually like live my life like actually really have the spaciousness that I was always looking for because I actually just, I love what I do, but I didn't want to be working all the time. I wanted to be able to like, evolve and flourish and have the spaciousness to sink deeper into my vision and be with my family and and enjoy you know all of the things that we're working so hard for and I think that having like time freedom which can only really come I feel with like automation and leverage so I feel like the biggest difference is like attraction marketing as opposed to traditional build your list of a hundred, reach out to everybody that you know and convince them that they need what you're selling, which never feels good and is the quickest way to absolutely like lose all of your friends and be the person that no one wants to invite to the barbecue because all you're going to talk about is how they need your product. 
um, and really understanding what attraction marketing is. Cause it's like, I actually don't speak to anybody now about my business unless they're interested in what I have. So that I just like, I, the, I feel like, like when I look back, there's just so much wasted time on trying to find the people <laughs> that would say yes. And we're interested mm-hmm rather than just learning how to actually leverage social media, like leverage a personal brand and basically be like upfront, like, Hey, this is what I do. This is what I have. This is what I can, you know, this is the solution that I solve for people and allowing people to actually come to you to be like, this is actually what I'm looking for. Tell me more about it. And so it feels different too. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much excitement and clear, fresh energy that comes from having those type of conversations, you know? And like attracts like the people who come to me are people that I get so excited to work with because it's like we speak each other's language and we could just like you and I are now, I could just talk talk to you for days and days on end. And that's the kind of people that you're going to attract. But I think that's a scary thing for a lot of people is that, that again, it's a trust thing. Um, But if you've come from that space, like we have of, like you said, trying to find the people, trying to convince the people. Oh, God. It was the most depleting thing I ever felt. And yeah. and, and thinking back on it, it nearly makes me, yeah, it nearly makes me feel physically sick too. Yeah. Like I could never do it again. No, me either. And I think that's that's why I love educating people on this industry because I think like you, to be honest, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we didn't have the tools and access to what we do now. We didn't have social media like we do now. We didn't have all of the things that create automation and ease and, and selling in a different way. So, you know, I totally love and respect the old model, mm-hmm. right? Because it, that's how this industry was created, but it's like outdated and unevolved, And so I think that's what really makes it hard and challenging that people are still using. It'd be like us using like dial up like internet and us using like one of those big phones, you know, that like is fucking the size of your head. It's like, why would you, when you have access to what is evolved in the space that actually makes everything so much easier? Yeah, because so, people don't like being sold to anymore. No. Like, um, and I, something else I want to touch on that that's changed massively because you know I love my Instagram, um, yeah. and that was something that when Instagram in its earlier years was that if you had the big following, you could make an income from it. But now, actually, you can make massive income with less than ten, less than five thousand followers because yeah. even Instagram itself has said like we still can get the same reach we can still get we actually get a higher percentage of engagement according to instagram under ten thousand followers than someone does over that and when you're using attraction marketing the people who come and they might follow me for some time and and watch me and then they go "Mm, nah and unfollow me they weren't my people but the people who stay around themselves which is the great thing right you don't even have to be part of the qualifying process which then creates so much time freedom instead of having that conversation with someone you get to be like this is who I am this is what I stand for this is what I do if you don't like it you get to remove yourself right so it's yeah and say if 
if I have a following of 5,000 followers, which I do now, and say 80% of them are like my like-minded people, you're going to have a much easier time than if you had 50,000 followers and like 2% are like-minded people to create that income because they're more likely to see my content than if I had that less percentage on a big following, if that makes sense. Totally. Which is kind of like life, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what you're doing when you're prospecting out in life and you're going out searching for people to network with. It's kind of like there's so much time that is consumed with doing exactly that thing instead of being able to leverage social media and be like, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. This is what I do. And allowing the right people to find you rather than you being out in life. Like I actually feel like I have my life back again, to be honest, like, because I was always the good student and I was always, I was actually really, really good at old school network marketing. Like I would meet anyone anywhere and I had the scripts down pat and I would go and talk to anyone. I've, you know, I would enroll my hairdresser. I would enroll the guy sitting next to me on the bus. I would enroll my server that would come and serve me at the restaurant. Like I was just always out looking for people to build my business and to serve. And you couldn't just enjoy being at the restaurant because you're always thinking, who's my next person? Exactly. Uh, So like this for me, that's why I like the time freedom aspect of it is like I work when I work. I've got billions of people on social media that are looking for what I have and I just am open and magnetic to those people when they find me, then we have a beautiful and open conversation. Then I get to show them what I have. If it's for them, great. If it's not cool. And I haven't spent the majority of my life and my time trying to get to that point. And I, and I think that's a really, really beautiful way to build a business because there's less attachment. There's less expectation. There's less like need for you to really sacrifice that's what I was going to add, the the attachment piece. I think that was a big like soul depleting thing too because you would get so like attached to a certain prospect. Uh, I don't even know why, but you would just be like, it was like this desperate energy. Whereas in this space, I'm like, you don't want it, that's fine. Yeah. Like no hard feelings. Like Well, you know, I think but- with like low ticket, it can be very much like that. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're hustling for bigger numbers, I guess. Well, yeah, like it, it it's, a, it's a numbers game. I mean, I don't know how many times I heard that. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, anymore. all the time. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's a numbers game. So it's literally setting you up to be like numbers. Like you just got to get the numbers flowing through. Whereas <sighs> it's business for me. This is a soul aligned business. Like I am actually looking for business partners. that and deep can- connection that we can grow a movement together that we can be you know on the same page as far as like our vision we're literally like we're we're business partners you know we're soul aligned business partners and and you know you know within our within our whole team I mean I just took all of my top leaders on a on a cruise around the Wit Sundays, you know, and we, we're just, we're all friends. We're all leaders. We, we're all inspired by each other. We all celebrate each other. Like it, it, it is an actual real deep connection based on like-mindedness and our deeper vision and our deeper, you know, wanting to impact and lead and serve and be heart-centered and, I think that's the beautiful thing with high ticket. It's actually not a numbers game. It's a soul aligned connection Yes, that makes it work. And so it feels different 
when you're working with people. So different. And that's why we call it a conscious business. Yes. And it, because you can feel so aligned and comfortable and conscious with the, the sales and the partnerships, the product and the company, like everything. Mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. Mic drop moment. Did we just drop the mic? It's like <laughs> that's it, right? And I and I think I was actually on a training this morning for a mentorship that that we're doing with a you know 172 beautiful people that just got started in our business. And um, I was really talking into that this morning about how do you actually want to feel every day in this business? Like it's all good to, you know, like make the money, like the the strategy is actually really easy, right? Like Mm. our strategy is easy. It's automated, it's leveraged, it's, you know, high ticket and it's attraction marketing. Like it's an actual no brainer. So the strategy is really simple. It's really, really easy, but it's like, how do you want to feel every single day as you're building this business? How do you want to feel in yourself? How do you want to feel as a leader? How do you want to, how do you want to feel? And I think so many people can get confused and mixed up, especially in this industry about like, again, the titles and the achievement and the money, which all comes if you're actually aligned with what you're doing and you're really actually invested in kind of like the long-term game of really um, impacting people. It's like, the money that I make now, I, I value and am so honored for every dollar because I know how many people it's impacted by me making that money. Right. So it's like, it's an even energy exchange of Mm. service and impact, which is super, super important. It's not just like, Oh, I, you know, you just need to make a sale. Mm, It feels so, so good. I, I don't even have any other language to explain it. Yeah, it's just, it's it's coming from a totally different intention. And um, and you get to work on you, have that income, have that time freedom, but then it's like that ripple effect of just by you doing that, it impacts other people's lives. It Like, I know we kind of said those sorts of things in the traditional network marketing as well, but I still feel like it was like, like you say, it, it wasn't that deep connection. It was this, this hustle for numbers still and it just didn't have that authentic impact if that makes sense well how can it when to make ten thousand dollars a month you have to do 150 sales as opposed to two i don't have the capacity to train you know yeah who does like literally who has the capacity to do that to sell to that many people like how much energy time and intention can you give that one person when you're literally, you know, dealing with hundreds of conversations and and hundreds of people coming through your business. So that's what I love because I can actually go deep with people. And I think that's why I have become the leader that I have. And I've made so much impact Mm. to then go and activate all these other women to go and lead. Right. And that's even how we connected. Like I mentored your mentor, yeah. Right. And it's like the ripple effect of that, of being able to really invest your time, energy, love and support into, you know, less people, but give them way more mm. so that then they can go out and spread. And it it actually creates way more impact than trying to serve everybody yeah. and trying to make, you know, trying to support that many people in coming into your business to be able to have those, you know, 
to make the money. And here's the thing, like money is such a beautiful thing. We all need money to survive and we all deserve to be making, I mean, 10K months for me now is just like that. It's, it's so, I don't even know how anyone survives off like 10K a month. I mean, that's, that's where I was three years ago. Um, I think it's like such a good starting point for most people. Like I actually think 10K months are boring now. Like for me, my mission is to help people have 100K months, like to make $100,000 or more in a month and to make that normal for women, to make it yes. normal for the industry, to make it actually something that people see as, as possible because I know it's possible. I've done it. I know a lot of other people that have done it and I feel like we're recreating this new normal of making this kind of money because we're so tapped into our bigger vision. And it's like when you're taken care of, like once you start getting to like 10, 20, 30K a month, you're taken care of. Like you can do whatever you want really, right? Your mortgage is done. Like you're not stressed about money. Like you're sending your kids to whatever school they want to go to. Like you're taken care of. So once you get up to that ability to really tap in to support money and think like, what now? Like, what can I do now? What can I give? What is my greater mission? What is my greater vision? What is my greater message? Like, how can I impact more people on the planet? And that's what this industry does. That's what this business does. And I think it moves you out of that initial hustle, everything that we've been talking about. And it just opens everything up to spaciousness and to vision and to impact and to really like a, a movement, I feel that's actually changing humanity right now boom yes <laughs> on fire I, like you worded that also perfectly and that's something I really felt now that you say it now that I feel like I have more language around it was that you felt like when you were you were like trying to get these people I actually it made me feel like a bad person because mm. it didn't feel like now it gets to feel like I'm really genuinely wanting to connect with you. I have the time for you and all of that. And it's, yeah, the best feeling to know that you only need to make, for me now, like two sales a month is a five-figure month, whereas previously, God knows, I literally couldn't even tell you how many sales I would have needed. <laughs> a lot, lot, lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I worked out my numbers um, in the first five months that, that I started this business and it was absolutely insane. Like to make the same amount of revenue for the two different companies were the same. And the difference was how many, how many sales was either 42 or 666. <laughs> so 42 people as opposed to 666 in five months. And I actually made a hundred thousand dollars more that I would have like difference. The commission for me was a hundred thousand dollars difference in five months for that much extra work. Like it, it's just not smart business. No, like the reality you. is like, it's like take away all of the stuff that we've been talking about and the bigger vision and us tapped into our hearts and souls. And that's such an important thing. But like, honestly, like network marketing is a business. It's a business model. And if you're going into this, like any other business, you need to understand business. You need to have a strategy. Like you need to go into it with your eyes wide open, being like, this is actually a long-term business. So you have to have different conversations. You have to start having business conversations and actually working in alignment with 
what you actually want out of a business. And I think that's where most people fall down. Like I know I did because I didn't go into my last company looking for a business. Mm -hmm. I I literally kind of like fell into it. I love the products. I became part of something. It helped me grow. I kind of just fell into it. And then it was like, now I understand the industry. I understand that it's legit. It's like, it's not something that you don't do when you don't have a real job. Um, it's, it's just another sales job. Like I'm like, I've been in sales for years. Like I, like I get it now, right. It's sales and marketing. It doesn't matter if you're a sales rep for Coca-Cola or you're doing network marketing, you're doing the same freaking thing, right. You just have an opportunity to actually create more commission and a different lifestyle for yourself. So I think, you know, for a lot of people, they see it as something different. It's like, if you're a sales rep for someone that somehow is different than being in network marketing. And it's like, there, there absolutely is no difference apart from the money that you can make and the freedom that you can have. So I think when I really understood that it was such a beautiful industry that could really support so many people, especially now, oh my God, with COVID going on and people losing their jobs. And I think so many people have been in this space of like, your job is safe. Like there's this, like this, thing that people are very misaligned with that is like job safety is a thing. And I think the last couple it's misleading, you know, but it's also a conditioning and a program Mm. of what we've seen before. And I think the last couple of years has really opened a lot of people's eyes to like, actually this isn't secure and it's actually not what I want to be doing. And now there's so many things that have evolved in network marketing, in this industry, in the online space, I, I feel like right now we are actually revolutionizing the industry because we're teaching it in a different way. We're supporting people in a different way. We, we are making it like not cool to spam people and reach out to people and, you know, do all of the things that people friggin' don't respond to anyway and don't like, which give the industry a bad name. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's never been a better time to actually show up in this industry in the way that we want it to be run, right? We have we actually have the power to create a new way of, of doing this that is um, just a, a really beautiful way and change the, the stigma of it. So why wouldn't we, right? Like why wouldn't we be evolving with, with the way that, that things are now? And I think more and more people are becoming open to the fact because they see it as a real industry and a, and a, and a real business. And I think when you go into it, you really need to assess, or even if you are into it, like you need to assess your business and you need to assess the company and you need to actually look at it as a legitimate business and start to really see if it's in alignment with a smart business move. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that a lot of people, I think a lot of people would just live their lives, um, never sort of getting out of their own way to ever question any of their assumptions or conditioning. And and I guess that's the path 
for them. So I'm not here to try and change anybody, but for the game changers and the rebels totally. like us that are listening and you're still yeah. at the end, you're getting to the end of this episode and you're still listening to us, then you're obviously like-minded and open to, to changing your mindset. And I heard this quote the other day and I thought it was a, just a beautiful spin on putting this a different way is that your comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing grows there. And I just love the challenge and the growth and, and like you say, being able to create this industry, like revolutionize it and bring others with us. It's just, it's a game changer. It's a game changer, right? Like, yeah, it's like, we actually get to change. It's like, be the change you want to see in the world. We have that opportunity right now to be the change in this industry that we want to see. And I think that there's so many incredible leaders really stepping up and stepping into that role that we are revolutionizing the industry. And that's a really freaking cool thing because this industry is like one of the best things I have ever seen and have been part of. And the way that I get to live my life now, I truly want everyone to have the opportunity if they choose it to be able to know that living like this is possible, that making this kind of money is possible, that feeling fulfilled and lit up and, you know, excited about life every day is possible, that stepping into the greatest version of yourself and and being the leader that you want it, like all of it is like so possible, you know? And I think that that is what this industry is all about. Exactly. I feel like we could talk on this subject and go off on so many different tangents with it. I think I'd love to have you back on to talk about money. I think that would be a really juicy subject. Um, oh, you know, I love talking about money. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Love That's money. But I think I really feel called for our last question to be because I, I'm positive that a lot of people who might be hearing this spin on the industry for the first time or are in the traditional network marketing that are hearing this going, oh, okay, like they might be getting a little bit triggered, a little bit like, okay, I'm starting to see it. Oh, oh yep. shit, I don't want to see it. Yeah, um, I don't want to see it. Don't Don't completely like rock me to my core and make me, you know, shift all of my belief systems all at which once. Which is hard when you, to your core, go, no, this is where my flag is planted and then you start going oh shit oh shit maybe my flag can't be planted here because it's not in alignment and it's such a hard feeling when your values and stuff are colliding like it's the worst feeling I've been there but (laughs) I know that a lot of the things that they'll say I think that to sum it up really is that people will say well that sounds too good to be true and it's like really dismissive Mm. um let me ask you this what has ever been good that isn't true like this whole like it's too good to be true thing I'm like tell me something that's good that isn't true like it's just a saying that we have what like too good to be true like it's like something that doesn't exist and you think about all the good things in the world they are true and they exist there is actually nothing that isn't good that isn't true apart from your belief system that believes it's possible for you So it's like, I always invite people to reflect back on, it's not too good to be true. What are the belief systems that are stopping you from believing that you can't have it? Because you see other people having it, everything that's too good to be true, someone else has done. So if someone else has done it or created it or is living it, then it's true, right? Mm -hmm. So why can't it be true for you? 
Yeah, that's exactly right. It is like I was just relating it in my head as you were saying that and I was reflecting because I was like, hmm, I've never heard it put that way, but I was reflecting on it. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like um, one of the big places that people use that saying would be in relationships. But the reason that they're saying, oh, this feels too good to be true because everything's going so well in this new relationship is only because of their past experiences and beliefs then around what they are deserving of or how people always treat them. But like, it's your energy and your beliefs that are going to keep, you're going to keep reliving that pattern if you're not going to check your mindset and beliefs around it. And and that's hard to do. Like as humans, we resist it. Because we have to take self-responsibility for it. And this is the biggest thing that actually helped me. And I think this is the question that you're about to ask me, like, what, how did I actually like change, you know, and have the courage to, to change direction. And it's like, it's, it's one of the like, really, really, really like, what is keeping you so loyal to the life that is like keeping you so stuck, right? And you'll hear me like saying that over and over and over again in everything that I do, because I think we don't like our, our experience of life is a direct reflection of what we believe to be true about ourselves. So it's all a belief system. Like everyone is living in their own truth. Mm. Everyone is living in their own truth, you know? So if something isn't working for you, you have to really take what is that, it that you believe around it. Yeah. What is it like, where do your beliefs come from? And this is a lot of the work that I do around money mindset. You know, I have a lot of courses and I do a lot of work around money mindset because all it is, is someone's belief system that is actually having them show up in a certain way or put a certain level of action in or recreate the same experiences over and over. It has actually nothing to do with your external environment or what's going on around you and everything to do with you and what you're choosing to believe. And that's a really hard thing because that that requires a level of self-responsibility to go, everything in my life right now, I chose everything in my life right now I created yeah point the finger but then hold the mirror up and it's like actually it's all you boo and you need to have that you need to have that self-awareness and then take responsibility and once you do that it's the most actually liberating and empowering thing that you can do in your life because it sets you free victim mindset was something that really held me captive for a long time where I played victim to my circumstances and I was like oh my life would be better if my mum didn't die or my life would be this if this didn't happen or and it's just bullshit it's like well actually while ever I keep living in that self-pity and that victimhood like I was just repeating patterns negative toxic patterns and my life wasn't getting me any better and once I was like well actually yeah (laughs) and when I was like actually I get like life is what I choose to believe and make of it and as soon as I started doing that I honestly just feel so free like Because everything becomes a choice. We actually get to choose and we, we actually give, it's funny because when we actually take responsibility for ourselves, we give the power back to ourselves. Mm. When we're blaming everything else outside of ourselves, we're literally giving away our power because we're saying, I have no control over this circumstance. I have no control over what happens to me. 
You might yeah. not have control over what somebody else does, but you definitely have control over the way that you react and you respond to that, what you make it mean to you and how you then action that. So really we are always in complete control of our own experiences. Mm-hmm. And when you truly, like you said, like when you truly become aware of that and you truly start doing the work on holding that mirror up, I held a big fat mirror up to myself three years ago. And that's what actually helped me move to where I am now, because I had to take radical self-responsibility for where I was. I mean, I was 37. I was living at home with my mom. I had just broken up with my partner. I was sick with the parasite, but I was, you know, my health was struggling. Like there were so many things that were like out of alignment. And I did go into the pity party of like, but it's this, but we broke up, but I had a miscarriage, but I'm living at home with my mom. Like my life was in shambles. And I was like, i got to take some fucking responsibility here for what I created, what I co-created. Like we're always in a co-creation with everything that is happening in our world. And I think that that's where you get to take your power back. That's where you get to go, oh, actually, I can create anything I want. So what do I actually truly want? And what are the action steps? What are the belief systems that I need to adopt to make that a reality? And then you're in complete control again. Yeah, and I liken it to how people say that forgiving someone isn't about them. It's about freeing yourself from that pain, that holding that grudge or whatever holds over you. And that's what that's what victimhood does to you. And when you then take the responsibility, that's like kind of forgiving your circumstances in a way. Like mm-hmm. I don't let it hold that power over me anymore that, you know, like my dad wasn't the sort of dad I... I had wanted or life isn't what I expected or my mum died or like whatever it is or this person said this to me or my like you know previous me my podcast guest for yesterday was a no-show and I would have made that mean something about me like oh he didn't want to do it with me or oh like no one likes me or you know that sort of thing and I was so chill I was just like I trust and I, I fully know that something's come up in his life Yep. Like, and it wasn't intentional yep. and people want to work with me. Like, and when you change those core beliefs, yeah, it just felt so free. I just put on yeah. my favorite song that I'm vibing at the moment, had a little dance party and shared yeah. it with my tribe on Instagram and, and sent them the good vibes. And, and I was like, I don't care. Like what is meant to come for me will come for me. And like, I just get to work on me and be me. And it's honestly, like, I just, this is my number one wish for everyone that they could just feel that inner freedom. Inner freedom. And that's where it all comes from. And that's why a lot of the work that I do is, you know, like I'm a self-worth and wealth activator, right? Mm -hmm. And so the wealth is such a huge part. I love money. I love talking about that. But the self-worth part is where it all starts at the core of everything that we do and all of our belief systems that we have and we, um, act upon is the level of acceptance and love and worth we have for ourselves and that dictates everything so at the core it's like that's how we how we respond to life is is how life responds to us and when you're in total alignment of like I'm a powerhouse I'm amazing I'm so worthy like you really really feel that in every cell of your being that's exactly what you get reflected back to so life is just one big, you know, reflection and feedback on, on how, what you actually believe about yourself. So 
which is why the, you know, the, the, the inner work and the work on our mindset and our belief systems is, is the root of everything that, that we're doing. A hundred percent. And because um, I just always want to keep everything really, really real. And previous me would have struggled listening to what we just said, because I'm like, it's like, there's this end point where you all of a sudden feel free and you're always going to be perfect forever and never going to have shit. And like, I'll be the first owner. I still have lots of shit. Like I'm not, you know, but I've come a long freaking way and I I don't think it would ever end. Like that's what this journey of life is to me. The end is, the end is death. Like that's when it ends. Right. And I think that's so beautiful to, to remember because it's life is always going to happen. My life still happens. I just don't get triggered by it anymore. Yeah. And when I do get triggered by it, I have the tools to alchemize myself and my own emotions and not make it about me, you know? So it's like, it's not that life doesn't happen and we don't get into situations and we have breakups and we have confrontation and we have people die and we have stuff that goes on in our life. But it's like, we just don't react or respond in the same way that we used to. We're not addicted to the chaos and the struggle and the drama of it all. We're centered, you know, in in our being and that is the biggest difference, right? Yeah. And Rather I love that, like, happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I love that. I know this is like going like <laughs> going on like a totally different topic and it's going on forever, but it's just, it's so juicy. Um, and you say this about business, that it's like, it's not about like picturing this end point and result and journey. It's the day to day like you said the other day, chop wood, carry water, Water. but you've got to love chopping that wood and carrying that water. And it's the same with this um, inner work and, and taking that responsibility and, and things are going to keep coming up, but it's like, not because I definitely had this idea in my mind that there was an end point where I was healed. Yeah, Like I had to be healed. And now I've realized actually there's always going to be bits of me that are going to be fucked up and that's okay. Like, and and also we're not broken, right? We're not broken. And we're not broken. So there's nowhere to get to, to be this like healed human. It's like, we're not broken. Cause I made it that it was something wrong with me that I had to fix me. But realizing that my shadows are freaking incredible as well as my light. Like that's what makes me human. Yeah. And I like accept all parts of me. And there's some things that I accept and go, okay, you no longer serve me. Like that's toxic. Now you protected me once, but let's move on. Let's change and grow. But yeah. Again, that's choice, right? We get to make the choice if we want to keep allowing the patterns that aren't moving us to where we want to be keep surfacing or if we want to change them. Mm. And that's just awareness. That's like the tools that we get to be like, you know, that was the decision that I had to make between leaving my old company. I was like, am I going to allow this Mm. cycle and pattern to keep playing out in my life? Or am I going to choose differently this time? And when you choose differently, you validate that you actually can choose differently and also that you're committed to being the person that you actually want to be and moving forward. And so if you do that enough times and just keep going, you just validate that new behavior as the truth of who you are. So it's like shifting identities, right? You're literally like releasing old identities by creating a new story based on the actions that you take every single day to recreate the new belief system that you actually want to be in. So it's, it's, it's the process, right? It's like, 
marry the process, divorce the result. Like yes. that is the best thing that you can ever, ever do in anything, in business, in your relationship, in your personal growth journey, in your spiritual expansion. It, it's like the, the process has to come first. If you're so focused on the result, you miss you miss all the good part. Like you miss I that. I think control. I was really lucky coming into this business already with that without even knowing it, I had already changed to that because I was so results and numbers driven previously that I was like, mm-hmm. I was that fed up with it. I literally couldn't make myself do it again. I was like, no, yeah. no, can't. And yeah. so I just naturally came into this. So like, I'm just going to give it my all. Like I was not attached to anything. And I really attest that to, you know, me being able to show up in that kind of energy is really what's helped my business grow and be successful. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I know. Where, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know where we went. We said that at the beginning. We're like, yeah, we'll, we'll stay focused, but who knows where we're going to go. <laughs> and isn't that just the perfect edification on how we get to be a multifaceted human and the ability to be able to show that and lead with that and let it go wherever it's naturally going to go instead of trying to be put into a box. That is the beauty of what we do. And it trying to be all perfect because that was one of the things that like I labeled myself a perfectionist and I thought that was a good trait and it massively taught me so many things that I still will carry in my toolkit forever but it's something that I realized had also become really toxic in that I had to look perfect. My work had to be perfect, but yeah, it's, um, it's been a really juicy conversation. I'm sure it's gone for much longer than we intended. Much, much longer. Wow. Okay. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure all the listeners will get so much value from this. Um, if nothing else, I think it would be a really interesting listen and I'm sure they'll be like, wow, I didn't think of things like that before, but we'll definitely have to get you on again because I know there's (laughs) so many different topics we could talk about. So many things. No, it's been a juicy conversation, which I love. And thank you for getting these conversations out to more people, you know, so more people have access to different perspectives and different perceptions and and having a new level of understanding and you know education just around all of the things that we've talked about I think this is a really really important and powerful um, way to serve the masses so I really want to honor you for for getting it out there and having so many epic um, people and conversations you know um, in in this space so it would be an honor to come back and and talk all things money because oh, that is thank you. another yes. juicy, juicy, juicy topic that we can dive into. Oh, so many. The two that come to mind is definitely money and probably the feminine embodiment because I feel like that's something that I'm, yeah, <laughs> journeying towards. Two of my favourite things to, to uh, embody, teach, practice, be in and explore. So I would, I would love that. Amazing. Thank you, Beck. Thank you for having me. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. My goal is to impact as many women as possible. So if you found this podcast inspiring, insightful or helpful in any way, please pay it forward by sharing this episode to your Instagram and don't forget to tag me at Ashley A. McNulty. I really appreciate it and look forward to seeing you here again next week.